0: Hey guys, we're opening up viewer submissions for the intro to the Absolute Guard podcast. All you have to do is post a video like this of yourself saying the following. Hi, I'm Blank, and you're listening to the Absolute Guard podcast, hosted by AK Grandmaster B and Porta John. After that, you can say whatever you want for 30 seconds, as long as the video itself is under 30 seconds, um, and then post it to your platform of choice, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Instagram, X and then send the link to us in the Spiral Series Discord under the Viewer Intro Submissions channel. If your video is selected, it'll be featured as the intro to the next episode of the podcast. So, looking forward to seeing what submissions you guys have. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Absolute Guard podcast. We're a competitive fighting game community podcast examining history and current events from the lens of the Arizona grassroots scene.
1: Yes, welcome. This is episode 68. My name is Benny and as always I'm joined by my co-host John who ended last year a little sick but has uh, activated his comeback mechanic and is ready for 2024. How's it going John? A, a little sick, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say man like uh, this this cold and that's the reason why we didn't have a show last week. Uh, this cold laid me out. It was so bad <laughs> and uh, I, I haven't been this sick since evo which is august so i guess it's not that bad but even then before that like even then i think this was worse than evo like i had the flu i think after evo but and this was just a normal cold but like it stuck with me for like a week and um the uh the the real kicker is that my wife caught it as well we went like we went to a party and there was a sick kid there and i'm pretty sure that's how we all got it because a lot of people from the party all got sick too Uh, and um this was was the first time yeah. Damn those kids. <laughs> this is the first time in a while that, uh, Jess and I have been sick at the same time. And like, it is so much harder. Like I, I give props to, uh, to you, Benny, as a, as a father, like, or rather that you're a father and you had to like, <laughs> ha- ha- like having to keep, keep up like, a what is it? Care for a sick kid and care for yourself when, when you probably got sick from your kid. Like, that seems to be a recurring problem I see the parents have to deal with. So (laughs) props to you, man, for being able to handle that, because it was already tough enough on my end.
1: Yeah, that's, that's the worst, because like you, like, you know like when it's coming around, too, like when one of them gets sick, and then you're just like, oh man, who's next in the house to get it? And then, you know, <laughs> if it's me or it's one of the other kids, and you're just like, oh man, it's it's we just got to wait for it to cycle through everybody. Yeah, and that's
0: usually what happens with me and Jess, is like, I will get sick, and then I will get her sick, but I'm usually better by the time she gets sick, and so I yeah. can more easily take care of her. This time, we were both, like, fucking laid out it was it was a rough one
1: (laughs) yeah it's not good man glad you're feeling better there
0: thanks thanks and uh yeah so I'll, i'll probably be coughing during this episode just a heads up so apologies to anybody's ears in advance i will try to mute um but one thing that i was able to record prior to getting sick was the intro to this episode um where uh we are now some, uh, accepting user submissions for our intros. So basically like anybody can record on their cell phone or whatever, just record a 30 second clip uh, and submit it to us. Uh, you can send it to us in our discord. Uh, and there's like a whole channel for that too. And then I, I'll just put that in the front of every episode. So it's just a good way to involve the the listeners in the community, but not necessarily like you don't have to be a full on guest on the show or anything.
1: Yeah, so, exactly.
0: Yeah. I, um, I see in our chat here that that Colin says, imagine getting sick from a party. And uh, I will say I will say I think it's kind of a raw deal that Colin's got covid or I've outed you. Sorry, man. But Colin's got covid and he was better after a couple days. And I got a normal ass cold and I'm still fucking dealing with it. (laughs) (laughs) You I think we're at that point now. Uh, (laughs) Okay. anyway, anyway, I. All that to say, I, I got done talking about my my sickness and stuff like that, but we actually have like, we went, we had like holidays and New Year's and everything like that. So Benny, are you, how was your, how was your break or how was your, your holiday season?
1: Uh, my break was great. Um, I had plans to go to watch a Thursday night football game, watch the Rams play live. So um, on the way there, I was able to stop in Vegas and visit with my my parents, my sisters, my nieces, my nephews. So uh, that was a good time. Good to LA had a little bit of stress, like with the kids coming in a little late due to the delayed flights. But other than that, the game we went to was great. The Rams won. So really happy to to do that. Like that was the first game for my girls to attend uh, in LA. So that was awesome. Uh, Just a big family thing to do. And then pretty much just been back and been working. So.
0: So like first, like January 2nd, you're already back at work then?
1: Yeah, well, actually, yeah, well, Christmas, yeah, because I was back, like, right in, right in, right in time oh, for right. Christmas. So, yeah, unfortunately, like, my days off have changed to Thursday, Friday, which is great for, like, social stuff. But then I had Monday, Tuesday, which would have been perfect and then lined up with the holidays, but I the trade-off, <laughs> so it's okay. I'd rather have yeah, the I... Thursday, Fridays off instead of the couple holidays and, you know, the whole year, so.
0: I was going to say in a couple months that you'll probably be happy about thursday friday over over that <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that, that would have worn off pretty quick so yeah
1: okay right, cool so who do we have on the show today so today we have christian aka Krusty sia hey, how's What's it up, going christian?
2: everyone hey there uh i'm sia or christian uh either or crusty uh, any of those three uh will work fine <laughs> uh happy to be here
1: yeah, great, great. Yeah, as as is customary with with any new guest that we have, we kind of want to know a little bit about you, kind of the origin between the gamer tag that you've chosen or that may have been bestowed upon you. So, how did you how did you come around to to being a Sia?
2: Yeah, Sia uh, is literally my initials um, C Y A Christian Jamil Aguayo. Um, it just popped up in my head literally before a tournament one day. I'm like, hey, that works, and it just <laughs> stuck ever since. Uh, had a nice ring to it. Uh, the crusty part, uh, which I do use a lot in a lot of my online tags, uh, actually came from uh, some friends of mine uh, years ago. We literally were on like a Discord call, and my friend Al uh, Adam here, he was high, extreme. <laughs> he was he was very high, and he's like, Christian, crusty.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, okay. Hey, Christian. I'm like, yeah your name starts the same as Krusty. I'm like, yeah. Can I call you Krusty? I'm like, yeah, sure, man. Go for it. And it just stuck. Literally, I've been Krusty in that friend group ever since. And I like the name, so I use it in a bunch of my online stuff. Nice.
1: nice. I mean, well, like it's a, so it's a combination, a little bit of both, right? Something that you created and then something that was basically bestowed upon you when yeah. one of your friends was high. So. <laughs>
0: I never knew about the crusty part cuz like Christian like we've known each other for a couple of years now and like I only ever knew you as sia and then yeah. randomly one day like I, I like I knew that like in on Discord and whatever you you, you go by crusty Cya uh but I think it was a TGZ it was I think it was Justin he met he was just like hey crusty and I was like who the hell is that <laughs> yeah. And like I I think I remember looking
2: cuz like yeah I literally am just so used to responding to crusty like I'll look over if I don't know. Someone's talking about Krusty from the Simpsons. Like,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: it's just normal to me now. Nice.
0: <laughs> I got a friend who, uh, when we're playing street fighter six together and he like, I either, if whenever he's in the corner, he quotes the Simpsons. He says, uh, is it a stop the ride? Krusty wants off. <laughs> 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 and I feel like that's something that you can probably say when you're guile on your cornered.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll leave him there. It's, it, it's fine.
0: <laughs> cool. Um, so, I guess another like standard question we ask to folks uh, when they first join the show here is, uh, you know, how did how did you get started playing fighting games? What were your what are your origin stories there?
2: Yeah, I think ever since I was a kid, I was always kind of a casual fan of like a bunch of different fighting games. Even when I was literally just like, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to do a special move. I was mashing buttons. Um, uh, it was around when I was, like, 15, I started competing in Smash Brothers. Uh, I played mm-hmm. Melee, um, then moved on to 4 and Ultimate. Um, it was around, I think, like, I got Street Fighter V uh, cl- maybe, like, a month or two after it came out. Uh, so I was there for just that awful, awful dark age. I didn't re- <laughs> even realize how bad <laughs> things were. <laughs> <laughs> I look back and I'm like, God, that game sucked, season one. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I didn't start competing in Street Fighter like, um, or seriously until like the end of season two. Okay. Um, I was li- I grew up in Connecticut. I li- uh, was there for like some convention. Uh, like season three, I played Guile and did pretty decent at the tournament and got to meet um, the organizer, Lucky D. And oh, okay. he got me into contact with um Optusnuff, who was like the top player in Connecticut at the time. I know he moved to Cali a few years later. Uh he played Nikali. I don't know if you know him.
0: Uh I Lucky D, is he a Dawson player? Lucky
2: D is a Dawson player, yeah. He's in he's from Massachusetts.
0: Okay. It, is he an Asian guy? Yeah i yeah. met him yeah i played against him in the team tournament at, at uh at uh dtn that's super cool Sweet. and we ran into each other at evo he's he's a super awesome guy he's yeah. done all some scary shit too
2: <laughs> yeah he he wrecked my guile pretty badly actually back in five yeah ah um, fair enough yeah but he got me in contact with up the snuff and he that's how i got introduced really to the scene with and from there that's when i was like regularly playing um they that scene definitely helped me like improve a lot for sure um and eventually i moved down to florida when i transferred to colleges and that's when i got exposed to both the tampa and orlando scenes uh met a bunch of the players there i'm still in contact with a few of them and uh and from arizona or from florida to arizona i was hopping back and forth you know during my college breaks as my parents moved over to arizona and that's how ah. I got exposed to you guys. Okay. Yeah.
0: That was a, that was a, a, like a, I remember like when you first started showing up because like I, y- you had mentioned that you were from Florida. So I didn't even really know that you grew up in Connecticut and that you had family here. And I was like, Oh, he must be an Arizona native that just is going to college in Florida. But it's actually like, mm-hmm. like there's three locations involved. Yeah. Here, so that's kind of yeah. cool.
2: Yeah. I uh, haven't been to Connecticut. it in, in, like at least seen the scene in years. And like I'm I don't even know if any of them are still playing, to be honest. But okay. yeah. I,
0: I'm Honestly. also intrigued by like your Smash career. We kind of glossed over that briefly, but did yeah. did you say that you competed in Smash as well?
2: Yeah, I, I did. Uh that's that was like the first real like fighting game that I um like got into competitively. And like that was okay. Um
1: did yeah. you, like, you main in melee? And
2: melee it was Samus. Yeah,
1: she's oh, awesome
2: okay yeah okay <laughs> melee samus it, to me is like one of my favorite fighting characters ever i love her in that game uh yeah
0: okay so did, is that where you got your love of projectiles
2: probably <laughs> yeah okay I, I didn't realize it yet because i was like playing a bunch of different characters like and like more traditional fighters but definitely mm-hmm. i think the loving that like zoner playstyle, loving like ruining people's lives with projectiles i think that
0: came from samus Okay. And then, so from Melee to 4 to Ultimate, did you stick with Samus, or were, were you, uh, like, for the, while, obviously Sam- the cast expanded, so... Yeah.
2: For a while, yeah. Samus sucked in 4, so I got really sick of that. Uh, switched over to Zero Suit Samus, and that's who I played for the rest of 4 and a chunk of Ultimate. Uh, yeah, still love that character. And Ultimate, because uh, I was still playing up until maybe a few years ago... Uh, I picked up Terry and switched over to him. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Terry Bogard, like the KOF player, Uh, KOF character?
2: Yeah. He's, I love, like, I will be blunt, I hate a lot of things about Smash Ultimate. Terry, though, is amazing. I love what they did with him in that game.
0: Actually, that, that kind of intrigues me, and we don't have to go too negative, but, like, what, as somebody that's played three different smash games like what what was what was it about what makes ultimate different than four or what made it worse i guess or things you didn't like
2: ironically i do think four is a worse game than ultimate actually Um, like it was a case of like i look back and like yeah four had a lot of stupid stuff in it but um like to kind of just keep it simple i think the ultimate like the biggest thing is i get just the the way smash uh moves is structured i just don't prefer it as much as a traditional fighter especially street fighter um it just feels like street Fighter feels so much more comfortable to me and even other traditional fighters compared to smash and just a lot of things that you know a lot of players in the smash scene are okay with in the game just i know frustrated me to no end to the point where i'm like yeah i I don't really want to play anymore okay but I still have a lot of friends that play Smash. I still follow kind of the scene. Uh, definitely, like, whenever they compete, like, I support them a ton. I'm happy when they do well, so.
1: Yeah, it's nice It's nice to hear somebody say something like, you know, this game isn't for me anymore kind of thing, because it's like, that's that's been one of the, the big sticking points with, like, Six and the negative discourse that comes with it is people feel obligated to play this game, and I'm like, there's so many other games. There's new games that are coming out. Grand Blue just came out. Tekken 8's coming out, you know, there's all kinds of stuff that you can play. And like, you don't have to play this game just because your your friends play it. You know, I was, you know, I jokingly said it like a few episodes, like, you know, find new friends, you know. But I mean, I mean that in a, I mean that in a good way. Right. Like find find the game that you find is fun and that you enjoy. And don't play it just to play it because your friends are playing it or you feel you need to because it's the popular game. Like, you know, if you find something else that's more enjoyable, then, you know, find that community and, and play with those people.
2: Yeah, yeah, I fully agree.
0: So, okay, so you transitioned to Street Fighter V from Smash, um, and Street Fighter V, I think, honestly, we had this, some of the similar similar sentiment, Benny, where a lot of people were shooting all over five, uh, and for good reason. In season one, uh, there were a lot of issues with it, um, but you know, as people moved on from five and the scene kind of shrunk down a little bit, I remember Christian, you were one of the, the, the regulars in our scene one of the people that kept street fighter 5 alive in arizona to put it bluntly uh and i um i wanted to kind of compare and contrast like how five was compared to your experience with the smash scene as well as your experience with six right now like how did you feel about the 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 community in arizona like how has it changed like how are you i don't know kind of that kind of stuff
2: yeah (laughs) Uh, I can say, like, at least, like, from, you know, coming here for 5, like, I saw, like, a ton of different changes. Like, I mean, first and foremost, it got smaller. Um, You know, whether that was because of real-life things or just people falling out of the game, you know, probably depends on the person. And, of course, you know, uh, COVID definitely, like, caused a yeah, huge hit COVID. to the scene. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can say, uh, like, I definitely have, like, a lot of, like, close friends that play smash, but like I was their friends before really like we kind of like were competing. It's just, we yeah. happen to really like smash. Uh, definitely. As far as like lasting, like friendships and people like I really connected with, uh, I connected with many more people in street fighter. Uh, okay. And I think that definitely contributed to me staying in the scene. Um, just like it was, fun to hang out with, like, you know, so many different people, like, you know, with you guys, you know, shout out to you guys, Uh, you know, the rest (laughs) of the AZ scene, uh, the guys in Florida, like, are hilarious that I hung out with, like, that I think was great. And I do see that a lot in Six as well, even though, like, there's a ton of new faces, like, I'm happy to see a lot of these new faces. Um, Because, like, I've never really experienced this trend, Street Fighter transition before this is my mm. first time experience. So it's cool to see right, for, from my perspective.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I think that there's a you have a really unique perspective because when people talk about Street Fighter, um, I usually, you know, people immediately think about Street Fighter 2 and when you think of Street Fighter 2, you think of being in your mid 40s. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, like I, I'm serious, and like Street Fighter has a ha, tends to skew older demographically, right? Yeah. And so yeah. to hear, and then Smash was literally on the opposite end of the spectrum, where Smash skewed way younger than other fighting games and then you have like you know the anime and the and the and 3d and nrs you know uh more uh distributed in between those two but street fighters tends to be the boomer game as from what i've seen people say in our discord <laughs> um <laughs> so it's it's nice to see someone younger come up uh and i think with with the experience from the smash scene and then transition to street fighter and then basically are you, do you consider yourself a street fighter player or a smash player at this point
2: i consider myself fully a street fighter player yeah. cool
0: so the, the, the torch is being passed in real time here we're seeing we're seeing the old old guys age out or die uh i should have said it like that i see the old guys age out and we're seeing the the, the next generation of street fighter players come come to, come of age here so it's, yeah. it's
2: kind of funny like i was like uh i talked about it like a your guys like you know coming from five to six like i used to be the kid you know kind of in the scene but yeah. now we have literal teenagers you know coming to our tournaments now and i'm seeing them in other parts of the country doing extremely well and it's like yeah. i'm not the kid anymore like yeah
1: it's weird yeah, john john's was- talked about that too like from his time with four and stuff like you know now he's kind of the the elder statesman and was kind of holding 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 uh things together with with the end of five and then coming into six like he was seen as you know as the vet guy and that was kind of a, you know, kind of a wake up call to him, too. It's like, hey, I'm not that guy anymore. I'm I'm the one that everybody's like, hey, you know, you're the you're the you're one of the top guys now.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting transitioning to because you, you spend the whole time like being in reverence of or like at least hearing about OGs like yeah. the, mm-hmm. the the mythical OG like Scott or somebody it's just, to me, that's that's Scott or uh, or uh, Jeff. Um, jeff or yeah like saber or old man river or luke's balls or said three s like even the third strike Mm -hmm. players are ogs in my mind but i you know i've been hearing a lot from people that started with four like i did that they're the ogs now and it's like we're going to reach probably in Street Fighter 7 at that point you'll you will be considered OG Christian <laughs> yeah, it, it's
2: funny cuz like yeah it like on that like you hear like the term 09er you know 09er used to be yeah. an insult basically yeah it really <laughs> was and now it's like a revered term and like yes. eventually 16ers will be a revered term <laughs>
1: yeah. probably
2: like it's it was an insult at first too like
1: yeah yeah, I'm kind of in a weird kind of middle ground because like I'm a I'm older in age, but then I'm in competitive, competitively I'm a 09er as well. So like I'm in that crowd when it comes to it comes to competing. And just thinking about that, man, it's been that's 15 years ago already. So that's just crazy to me. It's a very unique perspective to have. You kind of you, you got a
0: taste of both worlds there, Benny.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, as in my younger years, I just I wasn't competing in like the arcades and stuff like like, uh, like Saber and Old Van River and stuff were doing. But, you know, I had, I had grown up kind of in that, that arcade, that arcade culture with, you know, with that stuff being in the malls and stuff, and then kind of gravitated to to what it is now. Mm. Well, I will say that as somebody that started with Street Fighter
0: 4, I think Street Fighter 4 was the worst game that I ever played competitively. (laughs) Um, Like, dead serious. Like, I genuinely believe that. And I'm, I've always wondered, if, is it is it because you always hear about the people that like love their first game and they never let it go, but yeah. I'm in the opposite where I'm like I hated the first game that I played. Uh, in hindsight, I look back on it and it, it, it was trash. Um, and so I'm curious about Christian because you said that about Smash Four. Like, what is your overall opinion about Street Fighter Five as the first Street Fighter game that you played?
2: Uh, definitely, I think I have like that bias because it's my first serious Street Fighter game. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I can look, you know, even at the time, I can look at things like objectively that were bad, like when the input lag was eight frames. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or, you know, just some extremely broken era, like season three, Abigail.
1: Uh <laughs> yeah,
0: that was pretty rough. Well.
2: Yeah. Actually, I didn't realize how bad it was. I look back and like, holy crap, that character was ridiculous. That's like I stand by loose. like people yeah. complain about like Luke at the end. I stand by season three Abigail was so much worse than Luke. Yeah. But like, <laughs> yeah, but uh to go back to it, yeah. I look back and like I see like the final product and I think it's a fantastic game, you know. Is it my favorite Street Fighter? I don't know, uh, to be honest. Like I can at least now play the other game. Like I'm at a good enough level that I can at least try the other games, you know, mm-hmm. and try to get good at them. But like I can say, at least I do love Street Fighter Five, yeah, and I have a lot of good memories uh, of it. Like I'll, I'm look, I love Six right now. I'm looking forward to what Six is going to bring. But yeah, Five I think will always kind of hold that place in my heart.
0: And then you played Guile pretty much the entire time through that, right?
2: Um, I picked him up season three. Like when I first really started competing, I was playing Ken. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Uh, and it just was a case of like, I kind of realized like Ken didn't really fit me how I no. wanted to play. Um, And I switched over to Guile and I picked the perfect season, season three to, <laughs> to switch oh, yeah. over. To Guile Gile, was a yeah. monster that season. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I stuck with him ever since, like at least in for five. Yeah.
0: That's the other side of, uh, of like starting with four is that guile was trash for pretty much the entirety of four minus one version. And even yeah. that version was went away very quickly. Um, yeah. and so like I, a lot of the guile players that I know from four didn't really transition to five, even though he was really good in five. Yeah. Um, yeah. so that is actually yeah.
2: interesting. Cause like, I mean. Obviously, I've seen a lot of like four footage at this point, yeah. but like I haven't really played it seriously. So I didn't, I don't really know how good Guile is in that game. And like, I know, like looking at the cast, I don't know if I would even play him, but you know, yeah. that's interesting that I, I did not expect him to be bad.
1: No, no, his, his best version was definitely super. That's been like all the charge characters were, were, were basically almost, I think, all the top tiers are easily like in the top 10. Okay. And then after yeah. that, that's pretty much when they all got got nerfed and kind of started dropping there
0: yeah and then it was a combination of that and then people figuring out their offensive setups to really like abuse guile's lack of wake-up options uh yeah flash kick was was a reversal but it didn't really mean anything because you could safe jump it too easily um i i wanted to ask as well like uh you know you mentioned that 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 wouldn't be the character you'd play in four but um, what do you look for when you are starting a new fighting game and you're looking for in a character?
2: Um, I look to start with, like, this may, be, may not be a deal breaker, but definitely helps a lot, is, like, I love having projectile. It mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily need to be, like, an extremely powerful one. Like, Guy has the best, arguably the best fireball in the game. Like, it doesn't have to be on that level, but I like having one. Uh, yeah. Just, it's that extra tool I love. Uh, ultimately I do just like having a character that hat is well-rounded enough that they kind of have like answers for a lot of different things. Hmm. Um, and in a lot of like looking at like who I play in like other fighting games, like that is definitely what I look for.
0: Okay. So you're not going to play a pixie rushdown character per se, but more like a well-rounded.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like there's rushdown characters I like, but like I think about it, it probably I'm someone that, can hang back if they need to Yeah, someone that fits me a lot better.
1: Yeah. That's what, that's what I was going to, that's what I was thinking of is because like when, when I was first introduced like to playing you in six and like John would talk about playing you or describe kind of your play styles, it was very defensive. Like there was a lot of comparison between you and you and Big Mac. And it's just like, Big Mac was like the offensive monster and rushing down people. And you were the guy that was just like, okay, just come to me. Like I'm perfectly fine sitting back here. And like, even now, like, that's that's always been a tough style for people to deal with because yeah. naturally people are impatient when it comes to fighting games. Like, you know, they, they'd call your your style, like, BS or, you know, a bitch play style or whatever. And it's just like, why don't you come after me? And it's just like, because I don't have to. It's just like, you know, I got the life lead. I'll sit back here and I'll throw my fire fireballs and I'll anti-air you. And, you know, you figure it out because I don't have to do anything. So, and, like, you know, I've gradually seen you, like, become more of an offensive player. Like that's something that John's mentioned also. Like he's like he's he's kind of coming out of the shell a little bit, but then at the same time like you have no problem kind of just like switching it on the fly and be like, you know what? I'm just gonna kind of hang back.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I, I think oh go ahead Christian. Yeah. Oh sure. Yeah. Uh it's I think uh with a six especially I was starting to do it more in five. Like I wanted to really like improve my offensive game because I thought like I straight up did think that was a weaker part of like how I played and that I know like I can look back in a lot of like big matches that I lost because like I didn't really like capitalize and like move in offensively when I should have or optimize like a certain combo when I could have so that's been something I've really been working on with six yeah
0: that's that's always been kind of funny to me too is because you, you picked the defensive zoner character in the game that specialized in, you know, bulldogging the shit out of your opponent. <laughs> with I mean, it stuff. helps
2: that Kyle was good at the offense part in that That's game. True. So. That's yeah. true. That's yeah. true. Yeah.
0: He was well-rounded as you, as you chose. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Yeah. I, I, uh Benny earlier you brought up the comparison with Big Mac, right? And uh I, I want to highlight that comparison because it wasn't just like, you know, Christian was defensive and 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 Chase was offensive. It was they both played zoners. They both played a fireball game. They just played the fireball game differently as far as offensive versus defensive, which is extremely uh it's a it's a sign of player expression and it's a sign of like commitment to a style. And I I just find mm-hmm. it awesome that you were able to find that that groove and find an identity in that game because that was another criticism of Five, right? Is that there wasn't really a way to express your own identity. Every character kind of played only one way. Yeah.
2: Um, Which I always like, like maybe it's the street fighter five player in me, but I'm like, I don't know about that criticism. <laughs> like I, I can kind of point out like how different people play, even when they play the same character, but that's me. Yeah.
0: Okay. So I I want to move forward to um, the, the present here. Cause six comes out and you, uh, out of the gates you don't play guile uh you play a different character and i was curious about your choices there and kind of how it ties into what you were looking for in a character
2: yeah uh i was playing ryu at first um i played him in the beta uh i will be entirely honest with you it's straight up just because guile felt weird to me at first like Mm. everyone was telling me guile was top tier and i believed it (laughs) that like uh, like, it, he definitely seemed like he was a strong character, but I knew I at that time I could not optimize him at all. Like, I sucked at Drive Rush combos with him. I was mm-hmm. playing Street Fighter V Guile, and I yeah. knew, like, I'm not playing him optimally. Ryu, however, still fit how I wanted to play, and I could, like, do, like... I felt like I could play Street Fighter Six with Ryu. So it was... Uh, that pretty much changed when that uh, dry brush cancel button came out. Like the, I think it came out with Rashid. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, uh, I remember actually, like I remember posting about it. Like I was diamond one with Guile because I did my placements with him. Like may as well. And, but didn't really touch him after that. When that button yeah. cancel button came out, I literally hit master in a day. <laughs> 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 like it was like the weighted training clothes came off. Like, like I like oh Dan like after Evo I'm gonna have to switch like
0: <laughs> okay yeah and did you did you switch because Guile is top tier or did you switch because uh, Ryu sucks? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a loaded question.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I will say this: Guile is much much better.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah. Uh, I don't um, think Ryu is a bad character, but definitely, yeah, I mean, Guile being a better character was a contributing factor. Um, yeah. But I I still think Ryu could work. Yeah, but okay. I don't like working.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ryu, fair. Ryu, Yeah, Ryu, Ryu, Ryu has this kind of unique set of tools, and it's like, um, I think we've talked about this in the Discord a lot, is like, and I think this is the experience of a lot of people, is that I think, I think the Ryu in itself, or in himself, is pretty wild, and player expression really kind of shines through when I see people play him, because like I've seen people play him in so many different ways, and it drives me crazy because like you get used to kind of like dealing with a certain kind of playing style from from characters, right? Like Ken's always in your face, or you know a lot of the guy players, like yeah they'll they'll zone you out, and then all of a sudden they'll rush you down. You know, Chen's doing the, the stance mix ups and those kind of things. So that's what you look for. And then like Ryu players like, I'll start around the next thing you know, I see Hasho come out like right at the start and I'm just like, Yo, what what is this shit? And I was like, Nobody does this and like, you know, I'm getting overwhelmed in the beginning. And then I play a different guy that just like I don't know, just doesn't do any kind of combos at all. And it kind of just throws me off like playing against those players. Yeah.
2: With Ryu definitely I agree. Uh that's the case and online it is straight up a wild west for what Ryu you're gonna get. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like there's playing wild, and then there's um, like what, like heavy donkey kick round start into <laughs> level three or some crap like that. Like or yeah, like Hashos everywhere. Like I've seen so many ridiculous Ryu's. I call them Ryus, uh mm-hmm. to <laughs> differentiate. Uh, like <laughs> they. But yeah, like even like seeing like top level Ryu's, I can see like how different they all play and it's awesome to see that. Like, yeah, I can see that more in Ryu more than other yeah. characters, I agree.
1: Yeah.
0: I have this like shorthand with Ryu particular in particular based on what buttons they use, I can tell what game they played. Like if they use <laughs> if they use strongs a lot, then they're a Street Fighter 5 player. If you see the Ryu do like the strong strong thing, You'd, yeah. they, they're, they're Street Fighter Five. if, they, if they doing do... that in the beta. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of people are doing that in the beta. If you see a, a Ryu that will sweep constantly, uh that's a crapshoot between Street Fighter Four and Street Fighter Two, but usually a Street Fighter Four because they love the hard knockdowns. And then the Street Fighter, and if you see a, a, a Ryu that just whores out standing heavy punch, like the big ass buttons, that's yeah. that's Boomer Neutral. That's Street Fighter Two. <laughs> I,
2: I I've, as a I still consider myself a better replayer. I can say as a replay, I think the boomer neutral is the most correct way because of how good his standing heavy punch is. It is in this game. Good. Like yeah. for yeah. sure. I think that's more optimal than the other two. Like
0: I I agree. I think that yeah. that, that fierce with Ryu is really good.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay, so then just to kind of pull it back from character discussion. So you've, uh, you know, you've transitioned to six, you played Ryu, you switched to Guile. You've got a kind of a good feel on this game now. Like, what are your opinions about Street Fighter six as a game?
2: I think um, right now, like I know a lot of people are talking about like the balance right now and the certain top tiers. I think as far as a launch game game goes like launch, uh, I think the game is in a pretty good good spot, like all things considered like. I think even, like, you know, the bottom tiers can do pretty well. Like, I personally think Geef is the worst character in the game. I do think Geef is viable still. Like, he is a scary character. I don't, like, look forward to fighting one. Yeah, I agree. Um, I I mean, can there be fine-tuning? I agree. Yeah, I agree. Like, whether, you know, some balance changes, uh, maybe some system changes. Uh, I think there's a lot of, like, kind of, like, good ideas that i don't really know where i really want the game to go um i want to say that it's only up from here but i know i hated season two of street fighter 5 much more than one (laughs) (laughs) so
0: so you're worried they
1: might make it worse
2: (laughs) there's always that chance um but i'll be optimistic yeah
1: I mean, it really kind of depends on like the the, what the characters they introduce and what comes with that, too. Because, like, season two, Street Fighter V was uh, what Balrog and Urian and Laura, and, yep. Laura and, yeah, and dealing with that kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> yep, very oppressive
0: offense, uh, and then yeah. a lot of like V trigger comeback mechanic kind of stuff, which, yeah, you pick your poison on that one, <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess. Then do you have like a favorite drive mechanic or like what's your impressions of the drive system, right? Uh even even season one or just in general for the for Street Fighter Six?
2: Uh yeah. Um I think for mechanic it's fun hearing like people definitely have wildly different views, I think, on the drive system and what like parts they like. You can tell by which part of it they complain about. Yeah. <laughs> yes you can. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> um it's kind of funny, just given my playstyle, but I actually do really like dry brush. Yeah, um, I like it because of just it gives me kind of that way to move in. It's I don't want to say it's like an I skip neutral type of thing, but yeah. I love like I John, you remember? Look, I dashed a lot in Street Fighter Five.
0: You did, yes, yeah. Uh, in good so ways, I think though. it.
2: Yeah. yeah, I think it really comes from that. Like, I can kind of keep that same like. Street Fighter 5 style pressure that I liked, you know, I can continue that with Drive Rush. And I actually like that they tied it to Meter in this game, so it's not quite, you know, as, you know, nuts as 5 could get. Yeah. But um, it helps definitely that Guile has a great Drive Rush. Um, yeah. Maybe not the fastest, but, like, by with his buttons, it's so... Yeah, it's like a wall, and his normals are great in it. Um, I like it because like it allows me to kind of play offensive when I need to. Yeah,
1: yeah it's easier uh, for me. Yeah, I, I was gonna I was gonna mention that because like we like we recently played at at the gaming zone last Friday, and I think overall our set was like six three U. And like one of the biggest thing I noticed was like whenever I throw like a bad like arch fireball or something, you would immediately recognize that, and that's like your time to drive rush in. Yeah. and like I would be getting hit constantly, and I'm just like. I can't be doing that. Like, you know, that's not something I can rely on as, as a pressure tool or a way to kind of keep you off of me because like you were, you were in there like every time. And then, yeah, like I said, like you ended up winning like six, three. I thought it was kind of funny because at the end, like I timed you out and I was just like, yeah. I gave him a little that, taste yeah, of that... his own medicine before I got <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, no, he you got to, me there for sure. Yeah, he was trying to chase me down and then I, I like, there's is like three seconds that I heard a, Oh shit! And I was just like, "Yeah, yeah that
2: was <laughs> I know. I remember that. I was not paying attention to the time when I should have, like that, which is rare of me to not like to do." But yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Let's yeah, let's yeah. inform the listeners about your style a little bit. Here is that in the Christian. I think Arizona. I think in general has a a reputation for playing extremely offensive. Like mm. I, I, my my entirety, the entirety of my career in the FGC. Like I, if you compare the different scenes. Street Fighter 5 was an offensive game, so no matter what, we were always going to play offensive. But like I I do think that like there are more strong offensive players in our scene than there are defensive players. And what Christian brought to our scene when he came from Florida or at the beginning of season 3 of 5, like uh you were you were the only person to time people out regularly i think Um, like it happened every now and then but like that as far as like a core win condition for your game plan you were the one who was most comfortable going for a timeout um and i think that that has persisted in six but like it's actually rubbed off on me and rubbed off on chase i think chase plays a lot more defensively now thanks to you and to a lot of a lot of players i think that have played against you like even Benny, Benny, you timed you timed out Christian, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, like
2: you're right. I got a taste of my own medicine, and you're yeah, not the I, only one who's done that to me. So.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you inspired the rest of the scene to be be willing to use the rest of the timer. That was actually a phrase that you you you, you gave to me once. You said like, I I want to use the whole game. I want to use the whole timer. Um, and I found that to be extremely profound because again, like you're coming from Smash, right? There, I guess Smash has a timer. No, I think it, it right. does yeah, it it, the
2: timer's way longer and guess well, what i did i used that same tactic there <laughs> Ah, okay legit and it was much worse in that game i had to time you out for eight minutes yeah like eight to ten minutes yeah. depending on Jesus the tournament Christ.
1: <laughs> christian christian the staller <laughs> i'll do it man
2: like i hate like, your character i don't care man i don't want to fight you like yeah
1: yeah <laughs> imagine having That's, to do that against zangief you think you can time out zangief for eight minutes i think i would have a mental breakdown like halfway through i'd be like i'm done you know what you just win already forget it yeah.
0: <laughs> there's little things too like it got me like examining like okay so how because everyone always likes likes to talk about how they're when you're when you're reading when you're playing against an opponent right you're doing a lot of like a series of pattern recognition you're doing vibe checks if anything just to like So some people play like calculated or mathematically other people play emotionally, but like no matter what you're getting like a general idea of like what your opponent wants to do. But I think one of the things that you helped me see is that uh, what somebody does at 80 seconds can be completely different than what somebody does at 40 seconds on the timer. And that... I don't know. I don't know why it took me, you know, eight years to figure that shit out, and why you started out knowing that right away. But like, man, that that was a very profound piece of piece of advice that I got from you. So it's,
2: it's a smash player, man. Like <laughs> I, I carried a few things over. So
0: yeah, totally. Okay, so um, I guess we've talked about play style. We've talked about the game a little bit, but then um, like locally now, you are you are like full time Arizona at this point, like you've moved yeah. here right yeah um so how 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 have been how have your tournament placings been how like how are you how are you handling competing locally
2: uh for I'll just like I am happy that I get to regularly compete again um like very happy like there were like a couple I could play like casuals in back in Florida, but mainly it it was just kind of smash, and the rare times I could go to orlando because I was like over an hour away mm um, but yeah, there really wasn't anything for Street Fighter 5. And then over here, yeah, the scene was extremely small, like, by the end of 5. Um, so it's awesome just seeing all these different players come in. Um, great, like, a lot of great players, too. Like, people who I haven't played before. And, like, e- even, like, the new the new Blood, like, they're ridiculously good, and it scares me. Because <laughs> I was, I can tell you, I was not that good at 14. I was... Garbage <laughs> as Street Fighter at 14. Like I I figured out how to do special moves. I couldn't do charge motions yet, but I could do quarter circles. <laughs> yeah. But um as the scene like playing six, it feels like it's great because um I think as far as placings go, I definitely um do pretty well for the most part in most tournaments, like like top four um generally. Actually, the one win I got, I think, at TGZ, the Secret Labs Three, was my first win here in Arizona. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Even even outside of five, or even, uh, like I mean, there really were small,
2: time? like there were the smaller like tournaments, like at near the end of it, but like on a bigger scale, like more oh, yeah, than six cool. people. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: Um, but yeah, so like that that like win really like kind of like took me like wow. That felt it's great. paying off, right? Yeah, yeah, all the hard work. Um, and it's yeah, it f- feels great to see like how well like me grinding has paid off. Uh, me doing well locally, like this, like uh, I guess it's last year now at Evo, like that was the best run I had in Street Fighter Five, so that felt good.
0: Nice. I um, I was curious if you had any advice to players that are you know outside of the top four range, which is the vast majority of us I think um, but like you know at, as somebody who started out you know in in five I would put you at like, at like maybe a consistent top eight um, by the time the... I got to
2: Arizona yeah it uh, yeah. was not the same in Connecticut and Florida for sure
0: so I guess like what in your mind really helps push your results from being like a you know a top eight to a top four to winning tournaments like do you have any like pro tips <laughs> <laughs>
2: I know, like, with me, like, it's funny because I, I don't grind the game that much compared to others online. Yeah. Um, it's that offline, that offline experience, I value a ton. Um, I always mm-hmm. try to get as many games as I can, whether it, both in tournament and also, like, through casuals. Like, yeah. uh, as far as, like, advice, it's kind of generic, maybe, but, like, you know, definitely take advice to heart. Uh, when someone wants to give it to you, ask questions because uh, you know a bunch of top players have like given me a ton of advice. Uh, like, at, you know, talking to them like one on one, John, you've given me a ton of advice on the game, like on five and six. I can tell you that a lot of those things you taught me, like, has paid off.
0: Cheers. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um. I will say, like, I think the most important thing is like don't be discouraged. Just keep yeah. going because like. Um, uh, like progress is going to be slow. I think it was definitely yeah. slow for me. And like, I can say, like, I think I'm a pretty slow learner, but like, like you'll know, like if the hard work will like really, it, it will pay off continuing the grind and, yeah. uh, and all that.
0: Yeah. I think it's, it's almost like, a, like if it was easy, then it wouldn't be worth doing. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That's, that's a good way of putting it.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I was going to say, like, so I have been mean, like, we've talked about this before, like, I mean, I'm I'm taking flight lessons right now, right? And towards the end of last year, like, uh, I couldn't take my, my last lesson. And I was looking at it yesterday, like, I just started, you know, started up for the new year. And it was three weeks since my last flight lesson. And, um, you know, there's a little bit of kind of anxiety, right? Like, you know, am i gonna am i gonna do well today or is it you know is it am I gonna be rusty or you know what am i gonna forget a lot of things that i that i learned like you know last year and i kind of just you know i did really well yesterday and um my instructor was was pretty happy about it and he was just like you know sometimes like you just need that little break because we were actually supposed to go out on tuesday and then we had a problem with the plane so we, i didn't even get to go out on tuesday so i had to go yesterday and then like, yeah, after our lesson, he was just like, he's like, yeah, you did really well. You know, I was like, yeah, well, you know, we haven't flown in like three weeks. And he's just like, he's like, yeah, sometimes you need that, that little break to kind of have things like kind of solidify and gel for you. And it kind of just like, I, I equate a lot of the stuff that I'm doing there with like fighting game stuff and stuff that I've learned competing and playing a street fighter. Yeah. And the the other thing that I've thought about is like, uh, you have to, like everybody's, you got to find like what. Works for you individually because, like, I've mentioned that to a lot of people, and they're just like, "I was like, I take breaks, like, like you said, like I don't grind a lot, I don't play a ton of hours, like I put a lot of hours in this game, but I'm not like constantly playing like all the time now, and I'm I'm, and I'm okay with taking those breaks. For other people, they don't feel like that's beneficial to them, and and that's okay too. And it's like you just kind of find what works for you. Like, if you if it's if you don't need to take breaks, then that's fine. Maybe play in smaller spurts, right? Don't play for four hours at a time, play for two hours at a time and then take a break. You know, it doesn't have to be like days at a time. Or, you know, if you're not, I'm not a big like lab monster either. Like I pretty much just, you know, look at Twitter and I'm like, Oh, or I look at the the Dawson discord. And I'm like, Oh, what kind of tech do these people have now? And I just try to emulate that. Like I'm not in there trying to figure shit out myself. Like I don't really have the time to do it, but that's what works for me. Whereas other people, they need to go in there and, do the reps and like I need to do this 10 times and yep. get this down and figure out like every option to how to deal with this. And like, Oh wait, he can wake up jab or he can delay tech this. And I'm like, okay, well just tell me that. Like, I'm not the person to figure that out.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's also just like with that discouragement. Cause like, I felt it a ton, you know, like, like some bad results. Like I actually a funny or example, like I could tell street fighter five, my first tournament here in Arizona, I think, was the one I made top eight, and I know like people. Talk, I got like a lot of upset wins there. Like oh, I, beat, yeah. I beat, I beat Isaac, I beat yeah, Thrasher,
1: yeah. and it's like
2: I'm just like, good uh, games, man. <laughs> like, like I don't know anyone here, you know. And yeah, but like to go off that is the next Arizona tournament I went to. I went 0-2. Mm-hmm. so like yeah, and I'm like crap, man.
1: <laughs> like.
0: I I love that we get to have a show with Benny and Christian on the same panel here because that is literally exactly what happened with Benny, but in a different game. (laughs) And it's it's, I think it might even be even the same people. Like Isaac might have been one of the people that Benny beat. Yeah, Isaac was in there too. Yeah, yeah when I yeah when (laughs) I moved
1: here, we went to the (laughs) the Hasbats for Street Fighter Four, and like yeah I beat I beat Ernest there. I beat Isaac on the way. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Isaac was talking shit to Ernest. It's like, who'd you lose to? He's just like, who's this guy? And then I beat him too. And like the only people I didn't I lost to was like Latif and and uh, Mr. S and K. So I was like, I got third that first tournament. And Then the next time I came around, like I didn't do so hot. And I was just like, damn. I was like, did they figure me out? Like, damn, washed out. Like.
0: No, that's exactly it. Is that both of you guys kind of came out of nowhere. You played a matchup that the Arizona wasn't familiar with, but we were cocky about it anyway and we everybody was really offensive. I cause I have also been upset by both of you, I believe. Um and or upset is a wrong way to put it anyway. <laughs> um it but sick. like I like I I remember like seeing how the scene reacted to all of, to to both of you guys is that okay, we need to really sit down and grind this matchup out. And then yeah. that's what that's when the O2 happened the next time, right? Um, and then I think you guys gradually just started like fitting in with the scene a little bit more and then kind of it, it became less about like um,
1: Yeah, they're gonna beat it, me and
0: <laughs> Yeah, it was it was less that you had a target on your back because they had already yeah. proven that proven by o twoing you or whatever, and then at that point it was on you to like be like, okay, now that they don't now that they know the matchup, I can start improving more, right? And then actually like yeah. fully on full on playing them. And I that that growth has continued over over these past years. So it's not like it's not like you showed up, robbed some people, and then disappeared, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. It's just... it's funny like I mean, I don't know, it's just just like I said, like it's uh you know, you got to kind of fall to, to rise up again. Right. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, you know, I just, I mean, I I kind of equated to a little bit of luck too, like the fact that I came in and just kind of just, you know, took people by surprise. (laughs) But then, like you said, like, you know, people, people figure it out. And like, that's, that's their motivation, right? Like I'm not going to let this guy walk in the next tournament and and do the same thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, it's better for the scene overall too nothing puts a scene on on unnoticed more than you know an invader coming in and then highlighting a lack of knowledge and a lack of understanding of a particular matchup and then humbling our scene and then forcing them to get better which now we all get better now we're all the same scene too which is even more amazing
1: yeah that's why like i mean like you know like i said i went to the gaming zone on friday and like before i played christian like i was beating everybody else that was like sitting next to me and playing and beating them handedly. And I just, you know, I mean and I mean to you know, to admit like I hadn't played in like two weeks. So I was kinda I I was real rusty with stuff anyway, but I was still winning. But at the same time I was just like, I really hope this kind of lights a fire against under under people because like I want them to like look at this matchup and be like, he's getting away with shit that he shouldn't. And like I want them to get better. And like nobody bothered to ask me anything, you know, about the matchup or anything at that time other than other than mike but uh like i mean that's you know that's that's on on them if they want to like i'm open to to talk about that kind of stuff but it's like you know i'm not going to be uh presumptuous and just assume that you want to know like how to deal with what i'm doing like if you want to yeah. try to figure it out on the fly then you know that's fine like i'll keep doing what i'm doing but you know until then like i mean i'm more than happy like if you're in the discord like you know Hey, what can I have done better the last time I played you? I was like, oh well, you didn't do any of this stuff.
2: Yeah, like I, I don't consider myself like that great of a coach. I do yeah. tr- w- want to try and give advice as much as I can, and like vice versa, it's like I I know I hate asking questions. Like I'm I'm a shy I'm a shy kid. You know I, I don't know, I don't know man. I'm just gonna keep playing, but like I always appreciate that advice for sure. Uh, some yeah. people are different. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I, I it could just a, be
1: a simple, it could just be a simple thing. Like, what can I do against this? Like this one yeah. move, it doesn't have to be like a general, like, well, you weren't doing this or you could di more, you could do this. Like, it's just be like, can I punish this? It's like, actually, yeah, you can, you, you know, do this instead. And then that could be the opening that they needed to to kind of figure some other stuff. out.
0: I'm like on the opposite end of the spectrum where I think I offered too much unsolicited advice and it gets me in hot water <laughs> a lot of times. Um, because it's easy to come off as a know-it-all uh yeah and yeah i think it's the on-
2: delivery really that that's what matters your delivery is not bad but i'm not calling you out i think you're actually yeah. very nice about it right? <laughs> like cheers look I, i'm playing with the florida scene who were very blunt <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: like you're you're extremely nice like hey man like i don't want to like come off like a certain way it's just like so oh, you were noticed you were doing this and and meanwhile, like a guy who I like am close to in Florida, like simple tricks, I'll name drop him. He's just like, you keep doing that same thing. I'm going to keep beating you with that. It's like, All right, I'm <laughs> going to win right now. You do it. Do it. Do it. There you go. You did it again. Good job. like,
0: <laughs> like, it was, like a drill sergeant. Yeah. Yeah. And to be fair, like people learn differently, right? Some people yeah, respond yeah. to that, that style a little bit better and others re- respond to more of the, the gentle style, but some people find the gentle style to be patronizing. And they would yeah. prefer the yeah. the the hard part or the hard,
1: hardcore advice stuff, you know? Yeah. Um,
2: and I'm, I just take kind of take both, you know, like. Yeah.
1: yeah I'm, the, I'm the type of person, like, I don't care. You can, you can say what you want. Like, I'm, I'm used to like the people that are like, uh, like Driftwood, where they're just like, you need to stop doing that. And I'm just like, okay.
2: <laughs> as long as you're not throwing personal insults at me, you can roast my game. Yeah. Like, fine. Whatever. I can yeah. take it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Pretty much, That's, I'm kind of on the same the same wavelength too. Well,
0: so both of you guys play keep away characters, right? And keep away characters, I think, are just more. Uh, you guys are more predisposed to making your opponent salty. Um, so, <laughs> you know, as like a career guile player or a sim player, or for, former Honda player, even like playing defensively is kind of your guys' your is jam active defense in Benny's case, (laughs) Um, but I, I, uh, how do you guys deal with it when like your play style is just, you know, really pissing off your opponent? Like, do you,
1: like, what, what do you, what's going through your mind when that's happening? I'm sitting there like, good. I was (laughs) like, I hope it eats away at you because like, because like I remember hearing somebody at casuals like, you know, around launch time and they were just like, uh, they were playing Marissa. And they were just like, couldn't figure shit out. And they're like, I'm going to learn JP for this. And I'm just like, you know, I'm like sitting there like, go ahead. And I was like, I'll figure out your JP too. Like, I ain't worried about that shit. Like, <laughs> you know, you're trying to figure out reasons to, to change how you play. And I'm like, yeah, like, I ain't worried about that at all, man. Like, if you're going to sit there and get salty and, you know, walk away. Like, I feel great. That, that doesn't do anything other than make me feel better about, like, what I'm doing. Like, I'm doing something right if you're getting pissed off.
2: Yeah. I'm in the same boat. Like, I mean, I, I can tell you, I'm not really much of a trash talker. Like I can, yeah. like I'll laugh it off. But like, if someone's like, you know, really tilted and just like angry at their play, I'm just, I mean, yeah. look, Man, <laughs> like not, not my fault. Like, <laughs> but, uh, and like, I can tell you, like, it, it's hilarious. Like playing six, like I made it as a, I said this as a joke before, I think in the discord, like, my favorite feature in street fighter six is the battle hub chat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, <I'm...
2: laughs> like I, I can tell you right now um, I have been accused of cheating and using scripts five times since street fighter six has come out. <laughs> like, and it's like, <laughs> it's hilarious to be at two of those were like, Actually, no, it wasn't offline, but like it wasn't like Battle Hub. It was
0: like, you know, playing like you offline of of cheating. Like I don't (laughs) know my fucking DI like out of nowhere. I'm like, what? (laughs) It felt like you're using a hack, dog.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, but like it's it's insane because like I'm just like, I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm legit like playing and like I'm not even fourteen. I expect this out of like the kids playing (laughs) ridiculous reactions. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like
0: Um I actually do think I have a reasonable explanation for that, and I think it has to do with the fact that you play on pad. Um, I think the DI is a trigger for you, like a, like a trigger yeah. button, right? So it makes it a little bit easier to reach that?
2: Uh, I or... use the standard trigger buttons, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. okay. Um, so do you do two together? Yeah. Okay. Um, and that actually is a whole other can of worms here, is that you do play on pad. You play pad guile, pad ryu, and... Um, And, you know, like with with the advent of like hitboxes becoming the next big thing, and even in five, like it it was not cool to play on pad uh, and stick was superior during the Street Fighter 4 days. And so I was curious about like what got you started with pad as a Street Fighter player and then what made you stick with it over the years.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Real quick quick before you answer that, like uh, you talking about was making people salty, John. It made me think about oh, yeah. like, that whole like Palpatine thing, and like it's like good, good. Uh... Let the hate flow through you, kind of thing, right? Like that's that's yeah. how I feel like when people are like pissed off and like, oh man, I'm getting mixed right now. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> that's oh, exactly that's, that's that's what I visualize.
2: Mix them. I'm stand. I'm just sitting there, like, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm on
0: a panel with two fucking Sith lords. <laughs>
1: All right. Yeah. Uh, go, go ahead, man. Go ahead. So, so he's talking about uh, how you started with uh, using pad. and
2: Yeah. <laughs> so like to answer your question of why I uh, like got into it and like why I keep going, uh, yeah. the answer to both of those questions is money. Uh, <laughs> oh, Legit. Uh, like,
1: FTC is poverty.
2: Hell yeah, I'm poverty. <laughs> like, yeah, the pad, I had a PS4 pad. I was able to stick with that. Eventually, like I could move on to like a hoary pad. Like I have one of mine like right here. This was only like 50 bucks. I'm not yeah. buying like obviously there's cheaper like sticks and hitboxes and all that. But like I knew like the average was you know good ones were gonna be much more than you know a typical hori pad. Um so that was uh con that was really my re- main reason we sticking to it. I have tried out Hitbox. Um I remember a few years ago. And I, obviously they take a lot to get used to, yeah. so I'm not going to like say like, I can never do it, but it's kind of just that I don't really see the investment worth it for me. I feel comfortable already with what I'm playing on. Um, yeah, I'm just fine with where I'm at and stick, like I've tried stick. I can tell you playing like the arcades at TGZ. I suck on stick. Like, <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: Um, for the folks who are listening to the audio of this, uh, there was a round of applause when Christian showed his, uh, <laughs> his pad on stream. And it's because we have audio <laughs> alerts out on the stream. Thank you, Freezy, for battle testing that after 68 episodes. I <laughs>
1: Thank you, I have no idea.
0: I also have no idea how to turn that shit off, so don't don't do that anymore. <laughs> that's funny. Uh,
1: no, it's, it's, it's it's funny you talk about like the, the being the, the it's not worth the time investment because that's kind of where I was too because I was I was at a point where I was specifically for about, me, you know, yeah, other people I, are
2: different, and I'm not gonna tell like I'm gonna tell people play on what you feel comfortable. Find that. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, but, that's how no, I was sorry, too. Man. I mean, I just I just looked at it as the same way. Like I thought about learning, and then at the same time, I was like. I talked to Saber about it and stuff like that. And he's like, well, do you have the time to really learn that too on, on top of learning the game? And I was like, you know what? You're right. Like, I mean, there might be inherent, you know, deficiencies with using a stick versus a hitbox, but, you know, I'd rather focus my time on playing and like learning my character and stuff like that instead of also trying to figure out like, you know, how to use a new controller. Yeah. I, yeah, I,
0: I just decided to eat it in Street Fighter Five, and use that <laughs> time to learn. learn it was definitely
2: worth it. Hitbox was insane there. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I could do some crazy shit with Chun in Five. Um, I still can, and the hitbox is still pretty, pretty uh, advantageous in Six. But the the DRC button, I think, kind of made it a little bit more uh, even playing field. Yeah,
1: yeah, that made him change his whole character. <laughs> yeah that's true that's true um i guess yeah
0: uh, just to go back to the character conversation uh top five in street fighter six
2: okay uh sure for i'll make one little disclaimer and i could say like i see varying opinions on this um and so like i think like there's like nine characters that are close-knit enough that if they get put in top five you know i totally get it yeah uh and before I go on, I'm just going to uh, tell you right now, Ken is absolutely still in there. Shut up, Ken players. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Enough. That's what I, I'm
1: looking for. Yeah,
2: like yeah. screw that. But like my personal top five, uh, if I'd listed it probably in order, would be uh, top three is an easy one. JP, I think, is number one, followed by mm. Ken and Luke. Mm. It's very close knit. They could honestly be rearranged. Like, Sometimes I even rearrange them, but, like, that's what I'm thinking yeah. right now. Okay. And the fourth and fifth spots I would give to DJ and Chun.
0: Ah, oh, Chun. <laughs> I knew this
2: was going to come up, like, yeah. this little Discord.
0: <laughs> DJ, though, we are in agreement that that character carries, right? Right, yes. Scott?
2: <laughs> I don't want to say anything, you know, but... Okay. Like a little questionable things, you know?
1: It does, uh. does a lot of damage man too like <laughs> i've never seen my life bar disappear so much than when i play scott like he one capitalizes on on, on his uh, on my mistakes and then he's he's willing to cash out like all the time and like when mm-hmm. i see my life bar like when he cashes out i'm like what the fuck, man <laughs>
0: Yep. there were
2: times and we played each other like the last two tgz tournaments i legit just like put my controller down a couple times because i knew like this was gonna yeah. be a while
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so but i am i am curious the guile outside of top five for you right
2: barely i, I put him in that sixth spot okay and, and honestly yeah. if someone puts guile in that top five like i said he's in that yeah. like nine characters i totally get it like i okay. don't really argue
0: are there any other characters that you would put in that top top 5 spot that are like kind of up for, you know, a subjective?
2: Guile um would be one of those still, I think. And the other one, I would say, uh would be Cammy.
0: Cammy. Okay. Mm. She's yeah, she's a character that I think hasn't gotten her uh social media spotlight yet where everyone's waiting for it cuz yeah. like
2: I I noticed she's much more popular like more in like Asia uh, yeah, yeah. like around there like but in, like, center of the West, it's really kind of punk that I see.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I noticed that from the the last few, like, uh, who was it that's doing the interviews? Phenom that's doing the interviews in Japan. And, like, I, I saw Tokido and a couple, and I think Daigo even mentioned Kami in the, in his top five.
2: I think most of them put Kami in there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so it's just, like... I don't know I find that interesting because like I you know I've I, I've said it a million times already like I've just find her her game plan really boring but it's so effective and I'm just like
2: <laughs> I'm in the same boat I, I hate yeah. fighting a ton. Yeah, she's,
1: um, she's frustrating to deal with but she's got a really solid basic game plan
0: <laughs> I uh, I never really I don't think I've ever asked you Benny like what is what is your top five in Street
1: Fighter six uh, well my top my well, my top three's still been JP, Ken, and Luke. Like sure. I thought it was kind of funny, like uh, the thing that I've seen recently is people are like, everybody always says JP is good, but JP doesn't really win any tournaments other than like Kakaru, right? But I'm just like they don't have to win tournaments for for a character to be good. Like, you know, people just you know, you could still be yeah. a great character and be the top character in the game. And it could just be a matter of like, well, we know that this character is a big threat, and I've played this matchup a million times because I don't want to lose to it and I'm comfortable playing it. I know how to deal with the stuff that he does. And I don't think you have to necessarily equate tournament wins with a character being good. Like, I don't think that that's, that has to be true.
2: I do actually uh, kind of agree with that. Like there's, you know, that like argument hear about, I was like, Oh, only one person's doing well with this character. I've mm-hmm. always been the boat. Like it only takes one person yeah, uh, yeah. to really like do well consistently. Like, Take Blanca, right? Like, the only person who does especially well at Blanca in tournaments is Mena. Mm -hmm. But like, you You don't really hear. Yeah, you don't really, (laughs) like, we know Blanca's great. So he's in that nine. Actually, is he in that nine? I I don't remember. But like, he's probably (laughs) in that nine. Yeah,
1: Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I'd I'd have those top three for sure is the yeah, JP, Luke, and Ken. Uh, I mean, you can kind of flip whatever order you want to put those guys in on any given day. then I would say Cami and DJ. Cammy and DJ? Okay. Yeah. Those would be my those would be my five.
0: Yeah, there aren't there aren't too many hot takes on this podcast, I think, for, for the top characters. Um Yeah. And we briefly mentioned I I I think Christian mentioned Geef being the worst character in the game. Um Yeah. Who 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 do you guys have for your bottom th- let's just say bottom three.
1: Okay. Bottom three? Okay. Yeah. Gonna go first, Christian.
2: Oh yeah, I can go first. Uh for my bottom three, I would actually put like uh the grapplers. Uh like Lily, mm-hmm. Manon, Geef in that order.
1: Huh? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I would actually say that too. Uh that that's actually what I was thinking, because I don't think I don't know, I think they they're too gimmicky in a way. Like I don't know. I feel I like but amongst those three, I think Geef actually scares me the most, even though I don't think even though I think he's overall the worst character in terms of his tool set. He's the one that, that scares me the most.
2: It to me, it's like they It feels like they're really fighting against the system mechanics to really, kind of, do some really big damage. And it, uh, yeah. like I hear like a lot of people that would put Aki down there or even as the worst character. And it's like I don't mm. think Aki's that great of a character either. But I think she just has so much more in her kit that she can work with than them. Yeah. And even like Fitz, I think the drive mechanic's better than they do.
0: Yeah. Yep. So you can throw a fireball and drive rush behind it, and then
2: That's a huge and advantage. And even, if suck, I, right? <laughs> even if I don't really think her fireball's that good, that by default is a great thing to have.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah and then I feel like, uh, I just feel like I mean, I don't know, playing playing Dawson, like maybe I'm a little skewed with against Lily, because I don't feel like, I feel like that matchup's absolutely terrible for her, because she can't like really start up win. Like she kinda has to play footsies with you first mm-hmm. and, then and then get the knockdown and then get the win. And then you know at that point, you know, it's it's whether or not they're they're just gonna be uh very easily like um uh, or just throw out the the EX uh, spire at you, which is like pretty much like ninety percent of the Lily players. It's like, I'm gonna get in. And I was like, no you're not here's this reversal. Okay. Now you can start over and I can hit you out of it now.
2: Yeah Lily reminds me a lot of Mika from five. Like I I Mika or Lily scares me a ton, like much more. Like Manon and Giv are definitely kind of scary to me, but I find Lily much more scary. Um, mm. even though, like kind of the game plan against her is super basic, yeah. Which, t- to her detriment,
0: I'm actually at the point where I'm counterpicking picking uh, because I, I I think Lily, like Lily Skullflux Chun, <laughs> it's pretty. Yeah, I, bad I've heard him. that.
2: Yeah, that that's actually <laughs> another thing. It's like. You don't see Manon and Geef really being a counter pick against any of the top tier contenders that I know of, like maybe evens. Yeah. But, like, we hear, I hear a lot that Lily beats Chun. That's pretty good.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hate it. I the hate it's it so interesting, much. Yeah. The interesting thing, too, is like it's, it's, uh, if you were looking at the recent like rankings and stuff or the stats, it's like it's modern Lily that's at the top, you know, over oh. over classic. Really? So, like, that makes sense. all the, yeah. So I guess, you know, it was just one of those things where I guess, you know, she just just, just doesn't lose enough to make it worth playing classic, you know, versus having the, uh, I guess, the reactions or the, the better tools in modern that you have. Sure. Um, and then
0: just while we're on the character ranking conversation, um, Benny, where, do, where would you put Sim
1: on, on your tier list or top X I'd, list? I'd put him, like, just outside of the top. Because I feel like... Almost like Christian, like I feel like there's like kind of a top, I don't know, seven or nine. Cause like I had the five, right? Cami and DJ were the other two. And then I guess in the rest of that, there's, uh, there's Guile, there's Chun, there's Blanca. And then I feel like I'm missing somebody. Um, maybe it's just those. Maybe those are the eight. And then I'd probably put Sim maybe like right around that nine area. Although okay. I want to look at the characters one more time just to make sure. Cause I feel like I'm missing somebody. But. Yeah, I probably put Sim like pretty much at at the at the top of like that second second tier of characters. Okay. So below yeah, the tier that got... Guile and Sean on then. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I think I got yeah, I think I got everybody. Oh Jury. So I'd put Jury just above him and then and then Sim would be in that next that next section of characters. So I don't think I don't think he's bad by any means. Like, you know, people will be like, well, he doesn't have a reversal. And I was like there's a lot of characters that don't have reversals. Like he's got better tools to deal with you know, not having a reversal than some of these other characters. So.
0: Oh, that's actually a question I wanted to ask Christian earlier, and I forgot to um, yeah. when we were talking about when, what you look for in a character, how important is a reversal to you?
2: Um, It's pretty important. Um, thinking about characters I play in other fighting games, there's a few that I don't play without a reversal, but I definitely love having one like that will definitely kind of be a, a factor in who I play.
0: So you need a fireball and a reversal then. And that kind of that kind of pigeonholes you <laughs> into the Shoto kind of architecture. Shoto's
2: definitely. I love Shoto's. So definitely that. Mm-hmm. I play those a lot. And any other well, well-rounded well characters that wouldn't fit the Shoto category, like Guile, um, would fall under
0: that. Okay. Um, I have, I guess, two more big questions that I wanted to bring to you guys on this show. Um. The first one is the traditional question that we ask people on this uh, on this show. And uh, it's more like everybody's got different answers. And so there's no wrong answer, Um, but we just kind of want to see how you define it. Uh, What what is footsies to you, Christian?
2: That is a really hard question. Like, it's (laughs) hard to describe. It's like I know in my head what footsies is, but I can't describe.
0: It's more of an idea. And it is a, a <laughs> concepts.
2: <laughs> Honestly, yeah, because like foot, I I will say like you know that term like this game has real footsies or real mm, yeah, a lot of crap. Like <laughs> and, and every, okay. maybe like in the simplest sense, it's just kind of how you approach a game and just okay. how you work within its rules, like tekken smash uh nrs like they all are radically different games you know from street fighter but i'm not gonna say these games don't have real footsies like they obviously they have like their system that you work with and if it if you don't like that system then the game's probably not for you
0: okay so you think that so footsies is kind of like intrinsically tied to the game and and the system mechanics of the game
2: i think i think i would say so like okay or like an IP even okay, if like cuz i think even street uh-huh. fighter I, okay. like every street fighter game is pretty different but i think like still like certain rules can kind of um work across all games
0: okay kind of like um like dragon ball is an ip and dragon ball has the ability to fly around like a crazy person uh, both in the show and in the game itself with dragon rush or not dragon rush yeah. no, super dash yeah and, yeah. so I, I i i kind of i'm very intrigued by the idea of it being tied to an ip that's re- that's kind of a cool way to think about it footsies varies based on the ip
2: yeah Good. look yeah. like like marvel yeah it's ridiculous it's weird I, 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 i'm trash <laughs> at marvel i can tell you that i can't play it but like i totally respect the people who managed to like kind of like understand that system completely and a yeah, can play with
1: it, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's that's a that's a whole other ball game, yeah, that's that's a real kind of interesting way to look at it because it's just like, yeah, cause like when I think of Tekken and I think of footsies it's it's like the whiff punishing and the back dashing and you know, trying to force your opponent into doing something and then capitalizing it all right. And it's like whiff punishing is like a big thing, I think in Street Fighter Two. But at the same time, it's like, there's a lot of other stuff too, the projectiles and things like that, that are present in, in, in a lot of the 3d games or, you know, not as pronounced. Mm-hmm. And then you have Marvel where it's, it's almost like in a, a lot of ways, like I always when I watch Marvel and like, I see the high level play, it's always about the movement. Right. And it's just like Tekken in a way, but just like times like a million. So it's just yep. like seeing Magneto, you know, uh, uh, what's it the called it, the air blast, blast the yeah. air blast movie yeah and then like you know try dashing doing all this <laughs> other stuff yeah. and i'm just like oh he whiffed the fierce and then you see a wave dash and you're just like holy shit i was like but you know to them that's 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 neutral that's that's footsies to them right it's just like oh you can't throw that button like that because i got the movement to capitalize on it
0: i'm really glad that you brought up the the term wave dash benny because like that lines up with christian's smash background and his love for drive rush which drive rush is <laughs> a wave dash it really is
2: It, can, it pretty much
0: because yeah. of the fact that you can attack out of it and then and then use your momentum to slide forward that's that's hella wave dash that is I, there's yeah. no other like definition for that and then tekken has korean wave dash you know smash is yeah. like melee is built around that uh bug i guess you would call it <laughs>
2: yeah we prefer the term exploit Okay. Ah. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's funny because like w- th- that argument is there it's like oh games full of like built on glitches and like we have literally an account that sakurai knew and left it in the game and literally in some japanese form he taught people how to do it
0: oh <laughs> so, that really but,
2: yeah okay Legit. that's awesome so, it- it's it's a mechanic like in melee
0: huh okay well uh my my last question to you is, uh, to both of you actually, is um, I wanted to note that today is January fourth, twenty twenty four, uh, and so this is our first show of the new year. And I'm kind of putting you guys on the spot, uh, but are there any new uh, New Year's fighting game resolutions that you have, or New Year's or like fighting game goals for this coming year, or you know habits you want to break, or anything like that um, that you want to like what do you want to see out of yourself in twenty twenty four in terms of fighting games
1: that That's a really good question, but I think for me, because like I find myself like after putting a ton of time in this from you know June to probably November, it's probably the most I've played any fighting game in years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one like I'd say one, making good use of my time when I do play and just continuing to find little things to work on, and I think that's what helping me to prevent that's what that's what's helped me to prevent from burning out from playing so much cuz I have talked to that with a couple people and they were just like I'm not surprised you're not burned out playing and I was like well every time I play like I'm always trying to add a little bit to my game and as long as I have a little bit something that I have to work on which I think everybody can look at look at it that way like I don't ever consider myself stagnant and and I don't you know I'm I never worried about losing and like I think something that Freezy mentioned recently is like he's lost a lot more games to like the 1400 and 1500 MR players than he has like the super high, like 1800, 1900 players. And like, I never look at like necessarily like even losing like a game. Like, you know, the MR might only go up by one point or it might be like, you know, negated or whatever. I might even lose a point, but I always just look at it as a set. So as long as they finish the set with me and if I can win those two games out of the set, whether it's 2 0, 2 1, whatever. Like that to me is the win. Like it doesn't matter what your rank is. Like at the end of the day, like I'm gonna have to play players of, of those levels and the people above them, and I'm gonna have to beat them in a in a first to two set, regardless. So, so as long as I it, can get that that set win, like I'm I'm perfectly happy with that. Screw the MR and screw anything else.
0: It's like a it's almost like consistency with a little with the side of time management then, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Very cool. How about you, Christian?
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of in a similar boat. Like I get, it's kind of a generic one, but like, I just, I want to keep uh, getting better, fighting new players, uh, continue to improve. Um, Yeah. Just because it's fun to me. Like I, I love it. Um, Like there will be times where I may like, like maybe not do well, stagnate and all that. And you know, like I try not to let that get to me. Like that's, that's going to be normal. I'm human. Like, You know, continue to kind of push through that. Like it's it's funny you mentioned ranked because like I used to get so tilted by ranked. (laughs) Like I, like even now, like I keep my sessions super short because like I, I know ranked is doesn't define me as a player. You know, like the I lost to this twelve hundred MR player. You know, I'm not, I'm not washed up. You know, some, Like like, I just you know. Just, like, <laughs> keep going. Yeah. Um, that's a big one for me. And uh, as another one, uh, something I've been really, like, looking forward to is, like, I, I've i only been for, like, the big three majors. Um, it's hard for me to travel right now, you know, like, the money reasons, obviously. But, like, I've been to Evo. I've been to CEO. I really do want to make it to Combo Breaker this year. Uh, finally, you know, make it to all three. Uh, yeah. hotels were already sold out I was gonna say about that
0: <laughs> like yeah. they sold out within an hour to two day two days. yeah i, I
2: sold yeah i literally checked around 9 p- a.m today and i'm like all right yep well i kind of saw this coming
0: yeah
1: uh, they, said ten, they said 10 minutes
0: yeah, oh geez. those are 10 minutes oh my yeah, they god just, they said i ten don't minutes, want to yeah. this isn't a taylor swift concert man it's the fighting new community god damn it
2: yeah. <laughs> <a> game <laughs> tournament i'm entering that that's what's causing it <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh, well, well I would say that there's the I guess other goals like in terms of like if uh, it depends really on how many like tournaments and stuff I can actually attend, but I'd say to break in the top 3 would probably be like the secondary goal, then like the super stretch goal would be actually to like win a local with like, you know, some legit players there. Okay. I I I will actually say that like
0: I don't uh, my 2023 Street Fighter 6 career was pretty bright. I think I did pretty well, uh, like, up to Evo. And then after that, I kind of, like, haven't... I burnt out, and I haven't been as consistent. Um, and I, I've i been doing a lot of soul-searching uh, as to why I lack that motivation at this moment. And I think a lot of it has to do with lack of a tangible goal. And so I, I applaud you guys for having that goal, uh, like, for having like it's both there's like there's there's beauty in like the hey i know that the path that i'm on is is fine and i will keep traveling down that path like maintaining that consistency but i also found that like having a an ideal placing uh and there's a million factors that can go into a tournament placing and it's really difficult to really uh accomplish that uh the stars have to align in a lot of ways but like i had a goal to make top eight at a major and um I played so hard to get to, to meet that goal, despite how, you know, random that that chance was, because uh, you, one, you need to be able to travel for it Two, you need to get a good bracket. And then three, you need to be be, be playing on that day, like you need to be good that day as well as yeah. just good in general. Um, yeah. So all those factors in mind, like uh, I I. Highly encourage our listeners and you guys as well, and myself too, uh, like set a goal in in this coming year, put a number on it. Because even if that number isn't attainable, or if it's, uh, if it if you know, there's too too many factors to make it a consistent top eight placing or winning a local or whatever, first place, second place, third place, um, that number is going to drive you forward. I think at least it drove me forward. Everyone's got different different motivations, but, um. Christian for you in particular, I think you've got uh, like probably the brightest future out of the three of us on this call right now. Um, and so I, I'd, I'd highly uh, like encourage you to, to shoot for the moon. Cause I think you can do it.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah.
1: yeah
0: cool.
1: It's funny. It's funny you mentioned that John, because like, I don't know, it just goes back to like one of my favorite quotes is like, you know, even, in, even in great attempts, it's, it's a, it's okay to fail. Like that's a Bruce Lee thing. And it's just like, you know, or, you know, in for the in for the moon or whatever, because you are landing up in the, the stars. stars. Yeah, yeah that, that kind Why of thing, we right? So we fall
2: down. Master Wayne,
1: so we can get back <laughs> up. I, exactly, for real, man. I, I'm
0: just, sitting yep. with two legends of getting back up because you guys, you guys showed up in the scene, you, you bashed some heads in the scene adapted to you, and then you had to pick yourselves back up and then, you know, combat any kind of imposter syndrome that may have occurred there. And then now you're staples of the scene and winning tournaments. Placing in top eights, you know, possibly going even further beyond that. So, um, I I think very highly of you guys as players. So,
1: very, well done. <laughs> this is gonna be a good yeah, year. I, I think, think
2: highly of you. You've helped me a lot. Thanks.
1: Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. Thanks. Did you have, did you have any uh, shout outs or anything before we kind of close things out here?
2: Yeah. I mean, basic thing. You know, shout out to the AZ scene because uh, definitely I would not have gotten as good as I was without them. Uh, uh, as well as both the Tampa and Orlando scenes, uh, the Connecticut scenes, like, like a lot of those guys, I don't even talk to anymore, but still, I value, you know, what I've managed to learn from them. Uh, shout out to like, you know, my friends that I played Smash with, and uh, shout out to my wife, Mel. I don't know Aww. if she's watching, but yeah. <laughs>
0: Someone clip this and then send that clip to her. She won't want to watch the whole thing. <laughs> That's all she needed to know. Like, did he forget no. about me? Like, damn. <laughs> all righty. Well, uh, this has been the Absolute Guard podcast, episode 68 with John, Benny, and Christian. You can find us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Spiral Series, YouTube at youtube.com slash Spiral Series, and on Apple Podcasts and Spotify under Absolute Guard. Um, to all of you watching and listening, don't forget that you can record your own 30-second intro to the show, and it will be used at the beginning of this show. Um, and so, we're really looking for audience participation there. Just a fun way to like involve our uh, involve our scene a little bit more. So, have a good night, guys. Thanks for t- thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in.
1: Can be like I'm gonna figure out how to beat this guy. Are you gonna take this ass whooping and you're gonna walk away with your tail between your legs and be like i'm just gonna go play with my friends from now on and it's just like that's just how i've always been that's another beauty
0: of like our panel today because that's a hell of a gen x mindset
1: <laughs> yeah. the millennial
0: is like millennials like oh how are you feeling today you know like yeah. you know it's very polite and stuff i don't really even know yeah. like christian do you consider yourself a zoomer or a millennial
2: we're in the subgroup that I call zillennials oh Like, like born <laughs> in that so late like... '90s, we call ourselves zillennials because I can't relate to Zoomers. <laughs> I will tell you that right now.
1: You're an yeah. elder Zoomer. That's what you. Yeah, are. it's <laughs> on you to educate the next generation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, right. from, I'm from that. I'm from that that generation, which just like. I think too many people that are soft. (laughs) Yeah, I fucking, uh, that is, that is extreme Gen X, man. Counterculture, counterculture lifestyle.